Craig Calhoun, sociologist, anthropologist, cinema historian, critical theorist, and it happens, director of LSC. But what is the speciality? Normally when I have people in for grillings, they've got this space, they've opened up, they've written book after book on it, they've done this, that, and the other. And you seem to be all over the place. Does being all over the place mean that you're nowhere in particular? And if you are somewhere, where is it? There's a very common analytic perspective running across this. How do people get organized to do things that they think are important? What biases get in the way of that organization? What challenges does it have to meet? But whether it's a social movement organization or how a university works, the problem of people being able to create an organization to deliver the institutions they want and the way they want to live their lives is what animates me. But is that a kind of discipline intervention? Or do you think disciplines are kind of the enemy of the sort of thing you're interested in? That sounds like somebody should be in a department of management, for example, but you would say not. And management's not a very disciplinary department. I'd say management itself is a mixture of psychology and sociology and marketing and other disciplines. The choice that you pose seems to me a false choice. It's not discipline or no discipline. It's how do you use various tools to think. So you have methods, you have theories, you have the kind of intellectual perspectives that are associated with disciplines, and disciplines seem most important to me for quality control. Yeah. The reason it's so important in the university for disciplines to be at the center of appointments and promotions is that they are very good at quality control, but they're not always good at uptake on a new issue or developing a new method or learning from another discipline. So they deaden, you mean? They deaden? They can constrain you. They don't necessarily deaden you, but they, they pose boundaries the way they, they work. They're like nation states. Academic disciplines are like nation states. If you become extremely nationalistic, extremely focused on enclosure, protectionistic in your trade policy, you can create so a lot of problems. So you think of yourself as a sort of John Dewey as an influence or these pragmatic guys who want the tools to solve problems and wage war on these disciplines if they get in the way? So I'm enthusiastic about pragmatism, but my general view is no, we don't need a war on disciplines. We need to enlist disciplines. And that's why I think of it as an organizational issue. We need to um, create the ability for people to do both and kind of work, a foot in their discipline, a foot in a place-centered or a problem-centered sort of issue. So I'm an enthusiast for the pragmatist, that's absolutely true, partly because of this idea that problems, the tr problem you're trying to solve, the issue you're trying to work on, attracts people from different walks of life, if it's a public issue, from different disciplines academically. Now, we can't ignore the fact that you run a big university. And you come with what might be called, in a non-derogatory way, intellectual baggage. Yep. We'd say take, I need only give you the title, China, big market for LSE, book, neither gods nor emperors, students and the struggle for democracy right, right. in China, or the Occupy movement. Yep. You know, the root of radicalism seems to me to be a kind of justification and vindication of traditional insurgency. Is there, is there tension in the way in which you have to manage both the academic and the professional. Of course there's tension. There's tension anyway. So I bring particular additional baggage to the tension. So I bring work that I've done on radicalism and my strong commitment to an idea of the public sphere and an idea of public goods. So I enthusiastically embrace the idea 
that higher education should be at least in part a public good, that we shouldn't distribute it only on the basis of market. But are you kind of at odds with your own institution? You know, LSE's brand is we charge you lots, but we give you a job at Goldman Sachs, and you know, we get all these students from countries we don't particularly like, maybe. Do you feel something I at the end of I don't express the brand that way. You will not be surprised to hear. <laughs> at the, but I think that the institution can't stand still. So anyone who's director, if he or she is doing the job, is going to be leading some process of change, more consciously or less consciously. So how do we adapt to the fact that there's lots of demand for study of business and management? We have, in fact, grown for decades. A lot of the growth at the LSE has been in business and management. What I would add to it is we have a, a job then to be really good at that, to connect it up to the rest of what we do, to think about what it means. And I'd say that for every field. There's no choice not to change. The question is, how do you do it? I, so yes, I bring baggage, but also everyone has to confront some tensions. We work in a world that creates these tensions. So in the absence of government funding, and we work pretty much in the absence of major government funding, we have questions about how we raise money from yeah. students, and there are ethical questions about that, from corporations, from philanthropic donors, from sort of business opportunities. I think you're getting into what I wanted to ask you as we come to the end here. You're here three years a bit. Biggest regret and biggest source of pride in your time at Tennessee so far? Put them together. The biggest source of regret is that it took us a long time to do a strategic review and just recognize that we don't have a choice about whether to face the future. We have a choice about how to face the future. We have to make some decisions. Biggest source of satisfaction, that we in fact are making some good decisions and creating the intellectual infrastructure that's going to enable the school to thrive for another 120 years, doing creative work, helping to bring knowledge to social issues as it has in the past. And you're up for another term because these things wind down. Not after another five 120 years. years. You've got more to say in academic life. You're not one of these academics that run out of stuff. More academic board, more council, you're up. Okay, you want attention every single day. I regret the fact that I don't have time to read books, teach students, and write what I would like to write every single day. At the same time, I love working with the LSE and with my colleagues at the LSE to try to help the whole institution do a better job for the future. And I'm not as, I am proud of my academic work. I am proud of the books I've written, but I'm not so proud of them that I think that what I individually write is more important than enabling a thousand colleagues at the LSE to do better work. Greg Calhoun, thank you very much for submitting yourself to what is the very last Geerty Grilling. A tragic end.